guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So for today's episode, I want to jump into what it says in the Come Follow Me. There's a cool little principle here I want to kind of build on a little bit. It says, God's blessings come in his own time. If you find yourself having to wait for a blessing, or if it seems that God isn't hearing your prayers, the story of Elizabeth and Zacharias can be a reminder that he hasn't forgotten you. As Elder Jeffrey R. Holland promised, while we work and wait together for the answers to some of our prayers, I offer you my apostolic promise that they are are heard and they are answered, though perhaps not at the time or in the way we wanted, but they are always answered at the time and in the way an omniscient and eternally compassionate parent should answer them. I love that. How did Zacharias and Elizabeth remain faithful? And it gives us some verses to look to today. Do you find yourself waiting for a blessing? And if so, What do you feel the Lord expects of you while you wait? So what's interesting is you get into the story of Zacharias and Elizabeth. So this is Luke chapter 1. You start in verse number 5 where we're introduced to the two characters of Zacharias and Elizabeth. Verse 6, this is key. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. These are good people. And they had no child, which again, it just seems like when you're reading the Old Testament, if you come across a righteous woman... Tragically, she is often not able to give birth to children, which again, that's you want to be able to have that. If you're a righteous mother, you want to be able to raise up children, but oftentimes they can't. But you see some wonderful faith-promoting stories around that. Verse 7, they said they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were now well stricken in years, or advanced, they're old. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. Now, I think that's a key element in this. Where was Zacharias? He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. As this wonderful, faithful couple, struggling with infertility and struggling with difficulties, what did they do? They kept moving forward and doing the things they were supposed to be doing. I think there's a great element there to our own lives. When you don't seem to be getting the results to the the things that you're praying for, you keep moving forward and you go forward with those things that you know are right. And in the course of that, verse 9, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went to the temple of the Lord. So again, he was doing what he should be doing. And what ends up happening? The angel, of course, in verse 13 says, fear not. The first thing that always comes out of an angel's mouth, right? Because that had to freak them out. For thy prayer is heard. Love that. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call him John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. I love also how the angel in verse 17 starts quoting scripture. Now, we talked about this in the book of Malachi, how Malachi's prophecy about the prophet Elijah has been quoted in all four standard works. Here is where you see it in the New Testament. Luke chapter 1, verse 17. It's shared a little bit differently, but I like this. He shall go before him, talking about John the Baptist, in the spirit and power of Elias, or Elijah, as the footnote says, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. We talked about just yesterday. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I love that. That goes so well with Russell M. Nelson, how President Nelson has invited us to be able to gather Israel on both sides of the veil. We are preparing not only the living, but the dead to meet the Lord, to prepare themselves for the Lord. And who's going to do that? 
their baby, John the Baptist, which as you think about this, I, I guess in my mind, the way I thought about this is here's John the Baptist who restores the Aaronic priesthood to Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery. And that Aaronic priesthood has that power to baptize. Now, who does most of the baptizing? You have a lot of Aaronic priesthood holders, especially when you get into the temple. When you start working on preparing a people for the Lord on the other side of the veil, the Aaronic priesthood kind of leads the way on that. So that's just my own idea about how John the Baptist is going to help prepare a people for the second coming of the Lord. So after some crazy events that take place, including nine months of, of Zechariah being mute, you have got the birth of John the Baptist. Now you go down to verse number 67. It says, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied saying, blessed be the Lord God of Israel for he hath visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. And I love this verse 71, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenants. I guess when you are waiting, like I said, in the come follow me and you don't see the blessings come, you remember the Lord and his covenants. You remember that God keeps covenants with his children as we stay faithful. And again, it's we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. You hold true to those covenants. You hold to what you know until that further information, that further light and knowledge comes to you. So I love how Zacharias is prophesying about John the Baptist here and what he is going to do. And I can picture him actually looking at the baby, holding the baby, little John the Baptist in verse 76. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. This is where, like we talked about with that intertestamental period, how here is the next prophet. The previous prophet was the prophet Malachi. Here we are 400 years later with this little baby, John the Baptist, Thou shalt be called a prophet of the highest. Thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Which the footnote there, prepare, takes you back up to that verse 17, that prophecy of Malachi. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. Meaning this dawn of a new day is here. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And so I think as you're reading through those verses, it gives me some comfort in those things that I am waiting for. You know, the Lord has made some promises to me as he's made promises to you. And they aren't always coming in the way that we want them to be. But if we trust, and again, I understand this is easier said than done. Everything I'm saying here, easier said than done. I get that. We stay true to our covenants. We keep doing the things that we should be doing. We're in the temple when we're supposed to be. We're doing our callings. We're doing those things. We're staying faithful. You are going to see those blessings come to you. It's not a matter of if they come. It's a matter of when they come. Trusting, like I said in the Come Follow Me, that an omniscient God knows what he is doing. As we do that, it's going to make those times of waiting, like Elder Holland said, by this eternally compassionate parent, he will answer them. And I'm grateful for that promise. And I love how this story helps me understand that better. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed and have a great day.